1: Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: This is the best of two pros in a couple of Joe with LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio.
2: You are unbelievable. Hey man, (laughs) I took the crown yesterday, y'all. Yeah, the king. Everybody out there, I'm the king with an A. (laughs) You know that, Brady? We got to wait. The king? I'm the king around (laughs) here. Well, you know, those two be back there crop dusting all dang time. They keep the door propped open. it's so you know, it's just so crazy violent of how much turbulence takes place in that room. So I just said, I'm going to join the party one day and. I decided yesterday was the day that it was really going to go down, and I took the crown and I walked up out of that room. The king. Yeah, and here's the problem. Yeah. Because Lee and Berto yeah. and
3: LeBar are are in this war. I'm going to catch strays, okay? I'm going to get caught in the line of fire because <laughs> you
2: guys are foul. I'm going to start bringing Febreze in, that's all. You can't even. I'm going to keep <laughs> Febreze. Oh, my it God. It kills the particles that ba- create bad <laughs> smells. You know. Is that true? I mean, that's what they say. I thought that was Lysol. Lysol kills germs. I guess Febreze does too, but Febreze kills the, the odor, the odor uh, in the air.
4: I thought Lysol killed bacteria.
2: Yeah, it does.
4: I mean,
3: uh, I saw Berta was spitting into a trash can
4: <laughs> dry heating, he it
3: was, he was dry heating, dry heating. That bad, bad. Yeah, it I was couldn't good. figure out what happened. Uh, and uh, then Kang <laughs> with an A, I King with an
2: I King. That King. is a true Kang, right yeah, there. it's a Kang. <laughs> Yeah, it was bad. It was uh, bad. Yeah, it was. And God. I closed the door. Like Ron Egg. Stu- <laughs> I stood in front of the door. I didn't allow for then So they opened the door to the studio.
4: Oh, even better. So even better.
2: So I was going into the studio. I mean, it was it was thick. You. It was, yeah. I had to just show them. You know, they're back there <laughs> playing or playing around. You know, I had to show them how a pro does it. You it was know a lingerer. Mean? Yeah, it was. Yeah, certainly Jeez. was. <laughs> That's a lingerer <laughs> too. Lee, Lee would know about that. So. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that is true. Well, okay. So that's the uh, so that's the news here uh, on the studio front. Now we do, we do have some bad news Uh-oh. to also share with somebody in the broadcasting world. Uh oh. That bad news goes to Sean Payton. Because it looks like Brandon Staley's going to stay as head coach of the Chargers. I mean, that's the uh, that's the feeling there. After the changes that were made yesterday, we talked about what's going to happen. Could there be some staff changes? Is he really going to just say, uh, you know, got to survive here and got to make some moves? And so because of that, it's going to be a new offensive coordinator and a quarterback's coach. Joe Lombardi and Shane Day are both out with the L.A. Chargers. And so now they'll be on the lookout for a brand new O.C., a brand new quarterback coach but not a new head coach if we can read into uh what this means and they're going to have a meeting with the media later on today to explain uh, sort of the direction of the organization from there so well, there you have it yeah too bad
4: too bad. this is so bad. uh the toughest part about this is <clears throat> if you think about justin herbert usually when your oc and your quarterback coach get fired you're not doing a good enough job but i don't know that anyone would say that about the job he's done since he's been there like he's he's been incredible and that's the hard part for however that message is being portrayed to Justin Herbert i'm sure he was close with Shane Day i'm sure he was close with Joe Lombardi and it's it's got to be tough on him because you know their offense um you know has not exceeded expectations They've never. They haven't been able to run the football for whatever reason. Austin Eckler is a heck of a back, and their offensive line actually is capable of running the ball. They just they don't really do it, and maybe that's because of how how good Herbert can be. But there's just a a lot to be desired within that offense this year. Uh, one stat that I thought was really really interesting that I was kind of going through uh, the past couple of days was they, they've got a, the ability to track. Uh, how often you know guys are covered, or you know instead of guys like kind of breaking open free and, and so forth, and the league average for for on pass plays, uh, everyone being covered is like thirty six percent, right? So offenses league average about a third of the time. There's just nowhere to go with the football. You know, credit the defense covering everyone down and all that. This past week, the Chargers and the Bucks. On 60% and 58% of the plays, everyone was covered. And it, it was like, just an outlier where it kind of reflected poorly on Joe Lombardi, who's now fired, and then Byron Lefkowitz, who may or may not be, which we'll, we'll get to at some point. But it's just kind of interesting this offseason that everyone is getting clipped right now. If, if there's issues with a team, it's it's an offensive coordinator. And if, if teams are thriving – it's an offensive-minded head coach. It, it all seems to be right now made all about the offensive side of the ball. And whether a team sinks or swims or whether, whether they excel or if they struggle, it's all really being blamed on, on or appointed to the people who are or, or, handling that side of the football.
2: I think Justin Herbert saved Brendan, Brandon Staley's job. And I think the firings are basically – a reprieve to Staley, and your quarterback loves you and wants you here. You got one more chance. You get one more chance. So, they better make these these picks these these next decisions for OC and whatever other coaches that it is that they're bringing in. You better make it work this time. That's kind of how I I I kind of walked away from it. And you know, for me, you, you, I I enjoy listening to. Like kinda like the, the breakdowns of how it applies to the X's and O's in the on field. I, I don't think there's anybody in the business that does it better than Brady Quinn. Oh, thought you're gonna say me. Yeah, definitely oh, not you. It's a surprise. Um, which makes it easy for me to kinda come from the more um, you know, I guess the perspective of how I think a coach would be feeling in, in the moment or, you know, how how it feels from from the emotional standpoint more so have you ever
4: had to fire an assistant
2: i have i have what's that
4: conversation like
2: um it's it, it, it was get your ass and get out of here now there's a box no no it's not volatile it's it's definitely not volatile it's 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 more me than it is you it, and that was kind of the conversation i had when i had to let my oc go was it's like a seinfeld reference it was yeah it's more me than it's it me, is it's you. it's not you yeah it's me it's not you <laughs> hold on i failed hold. you
4: okay. So so can I ask you this, like at what point do you know? There had to have been time you look um, back and you go, This guy's not gonna make probably it. Probably like game, game
2: three. Game, really? Game two. How many how many games later did you fire him? Uh I we finished the season. We finished the season. So he went I what, did, seven, eight games and with knowing that he wasn't gonna be back? We were on the <laughs> other side of five hundred. We weren't we weren't sub five hundred. We we were a winning team. We were a successful team, but our offense was it was just too painful for me to endure it for another season so i took over the offensive play calling duties and and assigned my what, what has all he's been my defensive assistant for you know, since i started coaching so that was that was how we ran it and you know then we went undefeated so i you know and people uh, I'm, I'm known as a defender but you know i played a lot of offense when when i was growing up but that that's not the point the point is is that when i knew that our like you're talking about guys not running open or not seeing what and we're talking high school we're not talking pros right. or college you know not and and i mean maybe i'm wrong for having that type of expectation but it's like look at what the defense are giving you look at the sets they're in you know, how many guys do they have up front? Why are you throwing the ball when they're sitting back and they have three men lined up up front? Like, we should be running the ball. You know, just, just certain little things that, you know, in terms of adjustments that I just didn't see us making the adjustments. We were making things way harder than what we needed to. So Did,
4: um, did you buy that coach a one-way ticket to Thailand?
2: Yeah. You know – if i knew what i know now now i'll tell you what he didn't have or any maybe trouble Tijuana. he didn't have any trouble with it's with, cheaper. with with the ladies i'll tell you that he's a good looking dude so maybe he did get a ticket to thailand i don't know yeah i mean after yesterday i look at thailand very differently i'll tell you that who doesn't i had a different idea what thailand was maybe didn't even care but now i'm a fan yeah I'm a fan of thailand just based on the luggage cliff brought with yeah. him I, I mean based on cliff kingsbury wanting to be in thailand i think that he has a fan club of people who support him yeah yeah and i'm in it hey, I'm, I'm in, in that fan too. club i support him i support hey. his message
4: i don't know I, there could be a lot of people jerking around over there oh you well know, wow. uh, based hey. on how things went hey
2: saying, you know
4: yeah
2: hey. Hey. <laughs> I, 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 i'm aware of one i'll tell you that
3: well, depends on who's steering. <laughs> um, all right. So on on the subject of, of Brandon Staley, if you just were to look at this and and, and just take away some of the, I, I guess the situations here. But if you were just to look at Brandon Staley's time with the Chargers. He probably doesn't deserve to be fired. No, definitely not So he, they've improved every year. He's four games over 500 as a head coach, and they just went to the playoffs.
4: Can, the, okay, can we pause there for a second and ask you guys a question? Yeah. I feel like we say that now because we just look at the results on paper, and we go, oh, he's a good coach, right? Like he's, what is he, 19 to 15? Yeah. And he's been to the playoffs now. Granted, they, they didn't win, but, you know, he, he's gotten in the playoffs. I feel like we're able to say he's you know he doesn't deserve to get fired now. Yet if someone were to come in, if he was to get fired and someone came in and they immediately excel next year, I feel like we might look back and be like, oh, he might have been holding them back to a degree, uh-huh. right? Yeah. yeah. Because I feel like their roster is one of the more talented rosters, like when healthy, which is another issue, but – i don't know that that's how i kind of see is like we kind of don't know until someone else goes in there like what they're capable of right
3: yeah and and i just think that you know the the health issues and all of that stuff like his problem is the things that played out that just looked bad like they probably should have gone to the playoffs twice they shouldn't have lost that game the mike williams handling of the injury we were talking about this on monday like the other the other game that doesn't get brought up when it comes to clock management. You remember that situation at Cleveland earlier in the year where they were at midfield, they had a 4th and 1 and Brandon Staley went for it on 4th and 1 with like under a minute left. Right. And and the conventional wisdom would be punt the ball punt away. The Jacoby Brissett was having a hard time going down the field, and instead they went for it. They got stopped, and the only reason they won that game is because Cade York missed the kick. Right, like that's an that's another one of those situations. So I I just well, I wonder what the conversations are like with him and the front office with it when it comes to his clock management and his thinking in those situations.
4: I, I said it to you guys before, like he's either going to win and do something special because of how aggressive he is. Or he'll be fired because of it. Because his philosophy tends to be this, and tell me if I'm wrong. He wants to make decisions to win the game and be aggressive instead of making decisions that won't lose them the game. And, and I think there's a, a fine line between the two where like Bill Belichick has been one of the greatest of all time and he had a quarterback who understood that where they never beat themselves. And Bill Belichick rarely ever made a decision that would allow them to beat themselves. I think Brandon Staley puts his team in a position where they can go out and win it, but there's also times like just like that where the, he he's he's giving the other team an opportunity if they misstep if they fail to easily win the game and, and, and or if they make a mistake right yeah. that the, the game's out of their hands
3: i mean it's it's fun to cover uh, you just never know what yeah, you're going to get with Brandon staley, uh, so there's a lot of entertainment. It was there was definitely
2: again... <laughs> a lot of profane language going over text messaging during that game second half of that game in fact there was a lot of profanity going across the 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 text messaging in the first half like god dang chargers is real these boys came up out here Herbert's ready trevor lawrence isn't the moment's too big do you understand how bad Trevor Lawrence was being talked about in the first half of that game. Like it was like a historically bad performance. Bro, he was getting tore up. I'm I'm in, I'm a part of like three group chats of like former former pros. He was getting tore up. And <laughs> the way it changed <laughs> from one half by the time now, all of the cursing is going towards Brandon Staley. Everybody was cussing Brandon Staley. You talking to? He talking to yo ass. <laughs> yeah, just completely changed. And then all of a sudden, it's like we forgot about talking about how poorly Trevor Lawrence played. No, yeah, because <laughs> they <laughs> the, won the, char- the Chargers totally redeemed themselves and took the spotlight off of Trevor Lawrence. It, it
3: was almost like the Chargers said, oh, you think you know how to have a meltdown? Watch, L- look, this. watch this. Yeah, we'll show you how to have a meltdown. <laughs> we'll, and, hey, uh... we'll show you. <laughs> yeah, <it> was pretty, <laughs> that was brutal.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com 2Pros That's O'ReillyAuto.com 2Pros
0: From BBC Radio 4 Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
2: is going on a road trip I thought in that moment Oh my God We've summoned something from this board.
0: This is Uncanny USA.
2: He says,
4: Somebody's in the house, and I screamed.
0: (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com
3: slash with Amex. So Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles have got a big-time game this weekend against the New York Giants in the divisional round. They are the one seed in the NFC. There's been some conversations about Jalen Hurts and his health and his shoulder and all that. Uh, he spoke yesterday with the media about being a target in this game coming up.
2: It's football. Um, I, got a hit, I got a bounty on me every week. I go out there on the field, so I um, go out there and just play my game. You know, right. whatever happens, happens. So there it is, the Eagles quarterback. I mean, uh, with do they... quarterbacks ever have bounties going into games? Brady you... did.
4: You no, know, you're saying a bounty on their head? Yeah. Did you ever yeah, go into – You don't you... remember Bounty Gate and Brett Favre? No, I'm little... saying
2: did you go out with one? Uh, no, Not one I mean... against you. Did you ever go out with a bounty like, yeah, I'm going to get that dude. Yeah. I'm going to collect I mean, the cash it's... on him. Yeah. It's mean, kind of hard to do it unless you just being like purely offensively.
4: I, I mean, I, I think I always think of that as like a physical thing, yeah, you know. Yeah. Like in this case, like will there be defenders targeting, you know, his shoulder, Jalen hurts his shoulder when he runs.
2: Absolutely. Uh, yes,
4: Absolutely. <laughs> all the time. Yeah.
2: I, and, and I was being sarcastic, by the way, and it, it, he's <laughs> he is right there. I don't know that the bounties are real anymore, like in terms of how how real they were before Bounty Gate hit. But I know when I played, and I—I I was a part of that, you know, that defensive coordinators. I was in in his meeting rooms, and when I tell you, Craig Williams, some of the conversations that were had in those those rooms, and and what the prices were placed on, would be considered to be now that I'm a parent, um, disturbing, <laughs> to say the least. It would be disturbing because you he wanted more; he wasn't offering enough. No, it wasn't you that try we want? It wasn't that we wanted more. It was just that what the dollar amounts that were connected to what what took place. It like that's cr- <laughs> 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 something's just you know like Dip, the different whole, NFL. You know what was the, what was the <laughs> you can't handle the truth. What was the name of that? You, you don't want to hear the truth of that. I mean, I'm sure some of the details came out in Bounty Gate anyway, but yeah, they did just to hear some of just the way. You know he would discuss, so like if we were going into this game with Jalen Hurts, just the way in which he would be discussed in that room is disturbing. Like, like I'm not even going for a laugh or for effect. I'm like being 100% dead serious.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, but that's just part of the deal, right? If you know he's coming in, because they're trying to say that he's full go, ready to go, everything. But there was a report that came out a few days ago that said that he's just going to have to play with pain in the postseason. Like it's not going to heal this year, the injury that he's got. And it feels like that's kind of been a little under the radar and a little bit dismissed because when he did come back, it, it, it wasn't all that great. And the only reason I think they brought him back is because they hadn't clinched home field yet. So I, I feel like Jalen Hurts isn't in a spot to where we're talking about the same guy six, seven weeks ago who was in the MVP conversation. Like he's got a legitimate injury that I just wonder how much that impacts him and what the plan is in this game coming up. Seven and a half point favorites, by the way, in most places. Those Philadelphia yeah. Eagles.
4: Well, they've handled they've handled the Giants in their in their two matchups against them. I mean, back in the middle of the season, when you you would say it was strength on strength, um, you know, they handled them. But that last game looked a little closer. Daniel Jones didn't even play in that one, so
2: it's a different team. <laughs> that Giants yeah. team is a different team. They're they're hitting a different stride than than what they were during the course of the season. They they have steadily climbed. And have have kind of evolved into a, a formidable a formidable team, but I'll say this about Jalen Hurts: the one thing I'm curious about is when you're when you're going into a game as big as this, and you are dealing with a, an injury that's still continuing to heal. Do you do you have any do you have any thought in terms of how you approach the game? Cute like if this were you the things that you normally do, are you still going to normally do or are you going to think more about some of the things that could happen if you do the same exact things? Like if Jalen Hurts has the opportunity, they, they run a lot of uh, read quarterback sneaks, like read sneaks, yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. They run a lot of – they're able to create a rhythm – of calling plays based upon their usage of, of Jalen really reading defenses and getting out there and running. If he's really trying to avoid getting his shoulder hurt, is he is he thinking about that going into the game? And how does that impact the game plan? Because that has made them more of a dynamic running team and it opens up their passing game.
4: Yeah, no, I mean, I think they need him to be able to run and they need the threat of him running in order to be truly effective. Um, the problem is, is uh, like, I still think with the personnel they have on the outside, they're still going to be effective. You know, it, he's in a position where they've got speed, they've got playmakers, um, and so he doesn't have to carry this team. Like Miles Sanders is a heck of a running back. Like, half the time, I'm, I'm always asking myself, why aren't they running the football more with him? But with his shoulder, with Lane Johnson, what he's dealing with—he's not at full strength. We've seen what the Eagles look like when their offensive line isn't playing at a high level. I think I think it's gonna be a tough game. Like that, that spread is a tough number because if you watch the entire season, you could see this game going—you know—the way of which Philly at home kind of controls all of it. But. To, to LeVar's point, the Giants are playing at a high level, and they, they've got nothing to lose. No one thought they were going to be here. Uh, they weren't even the favorite, obviously, in Minnesota. Uh, back-to-back weeks on the road, they, they probably feel fine about it. But, but they're going to need – I mean, think about this. They're going to need Daniel Jones to play the, the best game of his life again. He was phenomenal last week. They're going to need him to do it again. Can he do it again? Like this, he—I he, don't want to say he bet on himself <laughs> because he wasn't really in the position to bet on himself. They just didn't pick up the fifth-year option. It's almost like they bet against him, and he kind of proved them wrong. And now the Giants are are potentially going to have to pay him. So, he's he's going to have to continue to play well and earn himself some more money. I think that's what this game's more about to me. This game's more about. Whether or not Daniel Jones can play the way he showed us last week, again... More so than Jalen Hurts. Because I don't think the Eagles have to play their best game to beat the Giants. I do think Daniel Jones has to play his best game to beat the Giants. And I think Saquon, the, they're the going to have Eagles.
3: to stop
2: him and all that. Yeah.
3: And does, yeah. does Daniel Jones' situation remind you of Alex Smith? When everyone thought they they had him penned as, well, this guy is not going to amount to anything that he was drafted at. He's you know he's going to be a, a quote-unquote bust. And then Jim Harbaugh got there, figured out a way to to sort of build an offense around – Around Alex Smith, and next thing you know, they're making a deep run in the playoffs. He ends up in Kansas City, helped turn around that franchise yeah. in the MVP I mean, conversation. The only
4: tough thing is he got replaced by Kaepernick, so it's a it's a little different, right?
3: I mean, what's he up to, by the way? we have any uh, – I, I,
4: I don't know, but yeah. that's that's the difference is like the team, you know, he, he led him to a certain point, then kind of Kaepernick came over and, and that was – because he got hurt in one game, right? And Kaepernick came in and yeah. the rest was kind of history.
2: Concussion. Which, by the way, this would be the time of the year for them to bring in Kaepernick or OBJ. I mean, you know, considering how his workouts have gone when he's gone to work out, this would be the time to bring in Cap. Yeah, you know, totally reliever. I, agreed. Yeah, like let's let's get it done in the playoffs. Yeah, that's what you need. Yeah. Just just cut the line, go straight to the postseason. Yeah, um,
3: but I, I need a regular season. I mean, if Brian Dayball is not coach coach of the year, we should protest outside the NFL unless Doug offices. Peterson gets it. That, uh, come on man not based on where the organization was at with those two players doug Peterson took over and it's been it's been fun but the Giants well, were it's
4: it's been pretty traumatic today. yeah bro like way more traumatic I mean, they've had they had the number one pick this year
3: <laughs> it way more traumatic. I, I get it, but he also had two players did Brian Dayball and Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley that everyone thought it was over. And those I, two guys I, I are starting starring in the postseason. I don't
4: necessarily agree with that. Like, I, I don't know that anyone thought it was over Saquon Barkley. Maybe I mean, for Daniel Jones. like Yeah, the, the organization was the one that made that decision, by the way. like That's their own doing. And, and, but, and look, they might sign into to an extension. Um, we'll see what that number looks like, but I, I, I'm not so sure I'm, I'm – I'm sold on that working out long term. Like, if you could get Aaron Rodgers, if you're, the, if you're the New York Giants, you get Aaron Rodgers. Would you take Rodgers over Daniel Jones? Yes. I would. Yeah. It wouldn't have been close.
3: Yes. I mean, God, what a. You're really going to throw dirt on Daniel Jones like no, that? I, threw dirt. I throw threw dirt. No one threw dirt. I just, just kind of pointed
4: out a logical a question better quarterback,
3: to... leading, leading rusher. So you think there's a chance Daniel Jones is not the quarterback for the Giants next year?
4: No, he, he's going to be the quarterback there next year. They'll probably have the franchise tag if they can't agree to a long-term contract. But, you know, he'll, he'll, I wouldn't be shocked if he didn't sign like a three-year extension where he gets paid $35 million a year and he gets like 70, million, $60 million you know, up front. And then they play this out for another couple of years. And then they see at that point, like that would be ideally, I think, how this all plays out.
3: Yeah, well, good for uh, Dave Ball's. By the way, the uh, latest odds have Nick Sirianni as the coach of the year, followed by Kyle Shanahan and then Brian Dayball. So Sirianni's at plus one really? twenty-five. Uh, Kyle Shanahan two to one, one. and Dayball. They're just going with the
4: favorites then. Yeah, they're yeah. just going with like the good teams. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what about Sirianni, the turnarounds like the Giants and Jags. But, but
2: Sirianni really has taken. I mean, not the last. they were a playoff team last year. though. Yeah. they were, but they're better. They were better this year. Like they were. Convincingly they differently. Yeah, yeah, they were different better this year. Yeah. So uh, they are different. Yeah. Different. They're, they're just different. Man. Just different? Yeah. Just different. They're just yeah. different, man. Different. Uh, Did we say they were different? Or were they, they different? Were.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros in a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Errington, and Jonas Knox. Weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. As you all know, we're the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Polly and Tony Fusco Show. Numero uno. Yeah, and we know why millions of people tune in every week. Yeah. They want to hear us talk sports, not our idiot guests who think they know more about sports than we do. Yeah. Listen to these dummies. You don't know crap about sports. Nothing. Uh, You don't know nothing uh, about football. This is the worst thing I've ever been through. He's off the the show. You don't know basketball. If you want to hear how sports talk should be done, listen to the Polly and Tony Fusco show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpresscom Amex.
3: We welcome in a friend of the program, known as the Old P on Twitter. He is Petros Papadakis, Fox college football analyst, also the co-host of the Petros and Money Show, which can be heard. Uh, where's that? Can it, where can it be heard again, Brady? What's that place called? The Blowtorch. AM five seventy LA Sports. It's Petros Papadakis. Yeah.
5: Yeah. 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 What's up, Pete? Hello. 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 Hey,
3: Petros.
4: Why is it the Old P?
5: Uh, I don't know I just started saying that uh, When I was a football player Because Holy. I was old Because uh, I, I had a medical red shirt I mean now I feel like a young ass dude Because I was only 23 when I finished But these dudes are like Van Wilder now Like they don't want to leave <laughs> I mean I, I I've just got a list of guys that were coming back from Boise State and they were all guys that did the senior day and all guys that were all done and hugged everybody and it's like nope, let's run it back and it's like <laughs> Boise State, okay. <laughs> and I'm just like, Wow, like everybody gets to run it back now and just stay in school and delay their lives. Forever. And in a certain way, I almost feel like uh, I feel like Bruce Hornsby. You know Bruce Hornsby? <laughs>
2: no Who is, you guys don't name? know
5: bruce hornsby he was like a singer piano player and he had yeah. that song oh, okay. yeah, and in know. that song he said get a job <laughs> oh, yeah, i think i know what you're talking about get a job
2: mm. i mean that, that's impacting recruiting terribly like it's, really, it's hurting the it, high school kids. It's but really the, These bad. guys
5: are making money, you know, and it's, at a certain point, they're going to have to move on, right? Does it does it ever
2: <laughs> does it ever stabilize? You think, Pete? I hope so, but I don't.
5: It's a great point you make, Levar, and it's a big problem, and you would know about it because you're closer to that than the rest of us are, knowing right. kids, and it's not hurting the five star recruit, right? The right. guy that everybody wants, and even the four-star, but kind of like the middling guy. Oh, it's over. The guy who's holding out for a power five offer cuz he doesn't want to play for the Hilltoppers. <laughs> that that guy should take the Hilltoppers right now.
2: He's got to do it and then transfer. Yes. That's, that's how that's exactly the new right. That's the new way of recruiting. You have to go to a lesser school. Is somebody said it's turning into what is that? Like you got to do that in like soccer or something like that. The Premier League, yeah. You got to go to a smaller spot. And then you got to show that you're good, be good there, and then you'll get recruited by the bigger the bigger schools or the bigger clubs or whatever it may be. Now,
5: kids that are holding out, yeah, are ended up at Blinn College now. No, so,
2: but let me ask you Ooh, this, Pete Powerhouse. Let, let me ask right. you this, Willie uh, Fritz, Willie Fritz. Too I'm, late. <laughs> I'm gonna let you guys. I'm gonna let you guys have it. With that being said, do you think that in some type of way, and Q, you can weigh in on this too? Where, what about me? Uh, yeah, you no, are out. yeah, you they're can't too, Bastards. But, but at the lower levels, we talk about parity. A lot of times we said, All right, there's a lot of great players that go to smaller schools out of JUCOs and stuff like that. Well, there are going to be a lot of great players that go to smaller schools that are high schoolers and now JUCO guys, and, and sometimes lateral movements from other, you know, other smaller schools. Do you think that that's great for college football as a whole in terms of? The, the product that some of these smaller schools, the FCS, the, the FBS schools are are able to actually put on the field these days? I guess. I mean, that, that type of football, once you
5: get to know a football team, right, you, you're into that football team. Unless they have no chance on offense or defense, then it's kind of a frustrating thing. But if it's Cal if it's freaking uh, Redlands, if it's Holy Cross, I mean... Holy Cross. Gordy Lockbaum, let's go. But, uh, I mean, all of that kind of football is all good and fun football. I mean, I did a UT Martin game this year, and they weren't that bad. It was always uh, just kind of a, I don't know, I guess you're just kind of a prisoner of what you're watching. At least I am when it comes to football. But yes, if the if the Power Five is going to be packed with a bunch of dudes with it's like all like BYU where half your team is married with gray hair, then somebody's going to have to. It's like a it's like a river flowing right, like that water's got to go somewhere. If somebody built a dam uh, where it was normally going, so wh- where is it going to go? It's it's going to go to Blinn. It's going to go to to. Uh, Saddleback, it's Jefferson, Jefferson. Right. Yeah. yeah, all of these different places and smaller colleges. Uh, some of the problem is though, a smaller college doesn't make it very easy for you to get in and go play football in, in a lot of these situations. Some of them will, but like they'll actually make you apply and stuff. And these football players that have been looking through a face mask all of high school are like, I got to do what? You know, I don't want to write an essay i just right. wanna i just wanna cover my uh my my you know uh my my uh my flat route
4: <laughs> i mean it, it is interesting you bring that up because you know they proposed a rule of limiting um the transfer or the ability to transfer after one time if you haven't graduated, which i'm a huge advocate of just because i i think it it helps limit some of the the impact of you know the the portal n i l all that stuff and more than anything else, it forces the kids to to get closer to getting a degree. You know, hopefully at least they have something to take away from it because, I mean, m- my thought is all these kids are looking to transfer, and there's not necessarily enough spots, and some of these kids get lost in the wind, and, and they don't have a degree to take away from their experience in football whenever that ends. So it's... It's kind of a scary territory. I mean, I don't yeah,
5: know if you're there's a fan no doubt. I don't. I'm not a fan of. I mean, there needs to be stabilization, but where's it going to come from, and how? The NCAA yeah. has lost their teeth. They can't do anything to anybody anymore because they're scared out of their mind that they're going to lose their biggest revenue cow in college football because college football has outgrown their model. And that's been glaringly clear, at least especially in the last 10, 15 years. But for guys like us who played before that, not well, Brady, yeah, you're around there. But for guys like us that played in the 90s, I mean, it was glaringly clear when you're super close to it. But now, even from far away, everybody can tell that the scales are all screwed up and we need to find a way. To figure out transferring, figure out the Nil, figure out how, I mean because it's not I don't it's hard because you look at a team like Cal. They have a rough year, but promising young people offensively. And right when the season ends, the head coach in in Wilcox has got to re-recruit half his team a- as opposed to actually going and trying to better the program. With staff and finding an O line coach, and you know all the stuff that people used to do in the off season, actually recruiting high school kids—you got to re-recruit your own players, and 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 that is new. And then you got to find money for them. And now you're on the phone with the guy from Smart and Final to see if he, you know, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, uh, it's it's an understatement to say it's a brave new world. And I don't know where that regulation comes from because the NCAA is just barely – the NCAA is like holding on to a trophy wife and it can no longer get a boner. You know
4: what I'm oh, wow. saying? Great point. Wow. That's I a mean, great point. By the way, I'm, I'm glad you transitioned because I was going to ask you if, if <laughs> one way of retaining some of those wow. players in your roster is just give them a
5: one-way ticket to Thailand. Thailand.
4: Isn't that one way of doing it? Yeah. You know, trying, it's, aren't aren't to you always
5: – We all know a guy. Who goes to Thailand by himself once a year? Right, yeah. we all know that person. Yeah. like, hey, where's so and so? I don't. Think oh, I he's do. on his trip. I, I don't. He's on his. I, 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 well, I, know well, I mean, I worked I in a restaurant, someone. so I, I hear all kinds of yeah. things. But I'd always, I'd always hear about that. Well, I go once a year. Well, do you bring your wife? No, no, she doesn't <laughs> enjoy it like I do. It's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when I heard <laughs> Uncle Cliff was out in. A, <laughs> Was out in Thailand. I was, uh, and then I saw the picture of the woman he was out there with, and her shapely bottom, rocket ship. Yeah, and I was like, "All right, Cliff, I guess he's eating Pad CU off a special plate." Yeah, Woo-hoo. <laughs> but uh, at some point he's going to have to come back. You know, Uh Rosie is he? Yeah, yeah dude. You sure. can, uh, hey, you can't just eat Pad CU off it's like someone's the backside shape. of.
4: Catalina Island, Petros. Do you have to come back?
5: Yeah, you can't stay in Thailand forever. No, that would get old. Uh, I don't. Not like living on a houseboat in the middle of nowhere. That's Uh, way better. Those uh, those elephants,
3: (laughs) elephants, return on you in a heartbeat. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. You're
5: standing in the jungle, and next thing you know, you're eaten by a tiger. (laughs) Yeah, I don't (laughs) know.
2: (laughs) Rough way to go. Or or, Uh, or you're eating the tiger. uh,
5: Petros Papadakis (laughs)
3: with us here on FSR. Hey, Petros, this (laughs) is. You know, I, I I know it's all fun and games here. But I, this is a, a really important question. I need you to answer. Oh okay.
4: yeah, get a job. Um,
3: <laughs> all, all you guys want to do. Is, oh God. What's wrong oh with him? God. He's a longer. Are
0: job. you all right?
5: <laughs> get a job. Get a job. What's wrong with him? Longer. I hope you die. I'm going. to have tuberculosis. Hmm. Um, all right. It's so, early out here,
3: uh, Petros. This is like really important. I know we're all having fun, but this is a serious topic. Here. Oh, okay. Right, here we go. Here we go. Um, Who's JT Daniels going to claim as his alma mater? Because there's a lot going on here. Is it Rice? Go. Yeah, it's the best school. Okay, USC, Georgia, West Virginia. I mean, it's we're like, like... Dude, I
5: went to Rice. I know that. But and I mean... He could use that.
3: So he's just going to go with, like, the last team he played for. That's
5: it. I would go with Rice just because it's the best uh, institution educationally. Okay. And I would be like, hey, Rice. Hmm. Does, it you know, bo- that,
3: does it bother you that he's now on his fourth team?
5: Well, I think I made this point on your show, but I'll make it again because it's a crazy point, uh, and it just goes to show and brings us back to the original topic. JT Daniels, who was held back in his eighth grade year, so he only had to play three years of high school, and then acted like he did something leaving high school early (laughs) when he just sat around in eighth grade doing five-step drops for four months, (laughs) he... Will have played at all these places. The guy who followed him at Modern Day, his high school alma mater, who played for four years there and started, Bryce Young, is going to be in the NFL while JT Daniels is in college. Then the guy who played behind Bryce Young at Modern Day and played another four years, another big five star recruit, Elijah Brown, will also be in college. While JT Daniels, literally eight years later, <laughs> wow. is playing quarterback at Rice or somewhere else, because we all know JT's got two years. So the saga's not done. I mean, he can go academic. Or maybe he can transfer to Northwestern to finish it off or something. Or I don't know. I just don't know where it leads from here. But it is a, it's, it's a wild tree to follow.
3: Oh, man. Well, listen, uh, Petros, we appreciate you Stay out Stay on the clock. Here. I you, get, <laughs> on, uh, get him on the old P, at the old P on Twitter, rather. Uh, Petros, uh, it was fun last Friday getting to hang with you. And, oh, we uh, had a great time, we Jonas did.
5: and I did. Yeah, Jonas really talked me off
2: the ledge. Little, really? Little, little yeah, rhythm, oh, and
5: I took LeVar's advice. Well, yeah, what? I bought a hot rock.
2: How about that? Yeah, and for from my what? lizard. How about it? Oh, how's
5: the lizard doing? Yeah, he's still alive and he's yeah, he eating stays worms on that, and it's he stays hotter on that hot rock it's hotter he's got a hot side and a cold side of his uh cage now like a mcdlt Bam. and uh because you got to keep the hot side hot the cold side cold and uh but he's still splayed in the corner like uh i think it's called spluting huh now, yeah, if, they,
3: if Don Martin was giving you advice on how to handle that lizard and take care of it, how would it sound?
5: My man, I knew you pet your lizard, but I didn't know it was a real old reptile. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Petros will do it again next week. We <laughs> were in El Segundo the other day, and Don Martin was just so surprised at the t- town
2: of El Segundo.
5: I didn't even know this was here. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a uh, town. Uh,
2: it's, Tribe called Quest. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it. a
5: Main Street. It's like it's like Main Street, USA. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, Petros, uh, we love You're you, man. Right, I'm sorry. We'll do it. No, we're good. Listen, it's the old P on Twitter. I love it. I love it. Uh, all right. So uh, that was uh, always a fun chat with Petros there.
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.